Have you ever been through something and it seems like the people around you can't quite relate to what it is that you've gone through? That maybe you're the only one who has really lived through that experience or maybe the other people just don't quite get it and it leaves you feeling quite disconnected and lonely. Today we're talking about a question that was sent in to me from one of the listeners and I just really felt the need to respond to this because one, it really hit home for me. It's certainly a feeling that I have had at different points in time and I think a lot of people can actually relate to this. So I'm going to be sharing some ways that you can get better support and get more understanding and get what it is you might actually be needing when you're feeling really lonely and disconnected. I'm really glad that you're here. You're listening to the Is It Me or Is It Them podcast. This is a podcast for those of us who want to take responsibility for our half of our relationships and how we show up in the world, but are tired of taking responsibility and trying to clean up other people's side of the yard. This is for you if you want to be able to learn to speak up and show up with more confidence, kindness, and courage, whether you're talking to the ones that you love or dealing with the ones who drive you crazy. I'm April Boyd, and I'm a psychotherapist and relationship expert, and this is a Q&A topic that we're doing today. So I want to remind everyone that none of these episodes are intended to replace actual one-to-one counseling. What I'm sharing with you are some questions and some ideas and thoughts to consider and filter them through your own sense of knowing and the realities and intricacies of your own situation and take the parts of this that really feel useful and hit home for you and feel free to set aside the ones that might not connect. These are just invitations for you to go a little deeper into your own healing and your own wellness today. So the question that came in, and I'm paraphrasing some of this just to protect a little bit of uh, privacy and keep this anonymous, but the question says, I would love to hear a podcast about how lonely it is when we're not able to find others in our own situation. Maybe we don't know any other person who has gone through the same thing that we have. And how do we bridge the gap to feel less alone, less shame, and more understood? So this one, you know, really spoke to my heart. It's something that I have definitely felt that feeling before. And I know so many other people have too. And Loneliness is possibly, I would argue, one of the worst feelings there. And I really believe that the worst loneliness that we can feel is not necessarily the times when we're actually alone, but when we're with people that don't get you, when you're with people that don't really understand where you're coming from and where it doesn't really feel like you belong. So the first question that I would encourage you to consider if this topic resonates for you is what is it that you are actually craving? What is it that you're hoping that someone with a similar history could offer you that you're not getting in your circle as it is? And so I would suggest that it's possible that it's not that you need somebody with the exact same shared experience as you. It's that You're looking for a quality of the kind of connections that you're having in your relationships. So as a therapist, I've worked with people on 
all kinds of various things and experiences that I have not personally lived through. So for instance, when I'm talking to a military member who's come back from a combat zone, and I have no direct experience to be able to identify with that person. But the thing is, is that it's not that we necessarily need to hear someone's story and be able to remember a time where we went through something similar. It's that we need to be able to tune into how this experience has actually impacted the person who is telling the story. So the question is not, can I remember and therefore be able to relate, but can we really be able to move into a place of true empathy, of being able to say, even though I've not been through this experience, I want to be able to understand it from your perspective. And so when I have gone through hard times in my life, times of great loss, times of tragedy, times of crisis, I I realized that it's a quality that we're often looking for in the connections around us. And caring, having people around you who care about you, is not exactly the same thing as have people around you who are capable of deep empathy. Now that said, I think that sometimes it is very helpful to have people around you who have lived through some version of their own breaking, some version of their own tragedy um, where things have fallen apart. Because I do believe that there's a certain kind of um, place that we're able to tap into of our own self that on some level, on some kind of core level, we're able to empathize and get it a little bit more. But at the same time, We also know that there's people who have been through huge tragedies in their life and they still maintain a surface level kind of connection with the people around them. So I would argue that when we're kind of going through something like hard stuff, right, when we're processing some difficult stuff, going through grief, going through loss, going through, you know, massive unwanted change in our life. What we're actually searching for and might be a benefit is seeking out the people who are of depth. It reminds me of this idea that if you can't swim in the deep end with me, then you need to get out of my pool. There's times when we just need people who can get into the deep end, right? Who can be in that place without flinching, without panicking, without it becoming about them. And that's often a really specific and beautiful quality that we're looking for. So this is a good time to kind of just remember that sometimes we have different friends for different reasons. And it can be helpful to get clear on what we get from each of those relationships. What do each of the people that you invest time and energy bring to your table? And so it might be possible that Some of those people are not able to get into the deep end with you, but they might be your activity buddy. That's not the person that you're going to be able to have deep, understood, heart-to-heart chats with, but they might be the person that's always up for going out for a walk, right? And so it's helpful to kind of just notice what it is that each person brings to you. And then we can quit putting pressure on, let's say, someone who might be an activity buddy, to be your heart-to-heart soul chat buddy. 
These are two different skill sets. These are two different purposes. And it's okay to save a spot at the table for the people who might just be activity buddies for you, but also recognize that you need other people in your life to also be that heart-to-heart person. And sometimes that might mean booking a counseling session. Sometimes it might just mean starting to recognize that need and kind of treat it as a bit of a a vacancy, right? Where you have almost a bit of a help wanted kind of vacancy to fill and you're just going to keep it on your radar that this is the kind of connections I am looking for in my life. And you might find that there's some people that have maybe been just a little bit more of surface level that actually are willing and able to go a little bit deeper. And this is where we can maybe start to take some measured and gentle risks by choosing who are those people that might be able to offer you a little bit more of that. But knowing that if they can't, It doesn't mean that they don't have value. It doesn't mean that they don't love you. It doesn't mean that they don't care about you. What we're really talking about when we're talking about empathy and understanding is a skill set. And I think sometimes what really hurts the most is we sometimes tell ourselves a story that when people are withholding understanding, compassion, acceptance from us, that it means that they have deemed our loss or our experience as being unworthy of their compassion and care. And I think that's really often not the case. I think more so what we're looking at is that's just not really a skill set that they have. So I remember talking to a client of mine one time who was feeling quite hurt that a family member of hers was not able to be very compassionate or gentle with her around the loss of her baby. And she was very hurt by this. And while I completely understand, you know, the depth of that hurt and injury, I encouraged her to think about, you know, this person who is withholding understanding and care from you how does this person do hard stuff in their own life? Is this a person who dives deep into authenticity, into realness, into the experiences, you know, those human experiences in their own life? Do they dive into those places? And her answer was no, absolutely not, right? And she chuckled as she pictured this person who really just had a much more buttoned up, much more restricted and constricted experience of her own emotional landscape, her own relational landscape. So I think we have to be careful about the stories that we tell ourselves because often we can take on a sense of hurt and say, you know, this person is withholding this from me when actually they're withholding it from their own selves and it has nothing to do with you. The other thing that I want you to think about is that sometimes when we're seeking more common ground, what we're actually wanting is more acceptance, is more safety to be ourselves, is more permission to be where we're at. And I think it's helpful to recognize that these are both very valid needs and 
that being understood by other people is not required in order for you to start treating your own needs really seriously. Sometimes I've seen this create a bit of a spiral for people when they don't get the understanding or validation or support from the people around them, then they almost start to go into this mode of self-doubt and self-attack and say, maybe I'm not coping very well, or maybe I'm being too um, difficult, or maybe something's wrong with me that I'm as impacted as I am, and I think we have to just gather up and collect our own heart in this moment and recognize that it is worthy of being tended to and we are the rightful caretakers of that broken heart. That belongs to us. And so while we absolutely need people around us to support us in doing that, you do not need other people's permission to take time, to grieve, to slow down, to heal. You do not need other people to bless your needs as being valid before you start to take them seriously for your own self. So question for you to consider is where have you been or have you been giving away some of your power to your social circle? Have you been giving away some of that ownership over your own experience by waiting for other people to deem it as worthy or valid? So I hope that this is helpful for you to consider. If you're somebody who's listening to this and are craving a circle of women who are really willing and able to do the deep dive, to go to the dark places, and yet also be able to talk about our full expansion and both the brightest parts of ourselves and the darkest parts of ourselves at the same time, then I'd like to invite you to consider uh, checking out my Reset Your Mindset group. We're starting very soon. This is going to be a small intimate gathering of women who are looking into our own healing, our own growth, and looking at what we need to untangle from to be able to become more supported and calmer and happier and content in our lives. This is going to be a circle of nourishment and connection. So if that feels interesting for you and you would like to join myself and a group of like-minded women who are doing this work side by side, then I'd like you to reach out to me. You can DM me on Instagram or email me at april at lovelossproject.com and I'll send you all the details. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.